playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Ngakwe. <laughs> Ngakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. And who better to pound the rock than AJ, the tree trunks Dylan? I don't, I don't, I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um, you know that's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. It's Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. Alright, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career in the next decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't even have been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops from the mountaintops is, look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is good! No, he it's missed no it. Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, Are my heavens. Oh. oh, my. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast, the number one podcast on the internet for the fans who know why and how the game happened, but they want to know when, where, and what. As always, my co-host today is... Oh, wait. No. We've got something a little bit different, a little special for you. Bill was so embarrassed by his early season, the Packers are bad take. He literally could not make it to the podcast today. We're giving him another week off to recover. He'll be back, but in his place, it is your favorite Bears fan, J-Mac. It's a rotating cast of losers here, and I'm just filling in for Bill this week. Yes, and we are so happy to have Jeremy with us on the podcast today. We are going to do a slight recap of the game, as always, even though we didn't do it last week because Bill was embarrassed. We will be continuing to do a Packers pregame, postgame podcast for instant reactions after the game. Be on the lookout for that. But we will recap what happened last week, and we are going to follow up by giving you a game preview. We're going to talk about how Ben Roethlisberger sucks. We're going to talk about the biggest matchup of the week, the two draft picks from the last draft of the Ted Thompson era, Kevin King and TJ Watt. We're going to talk about some of the complications with the Packers' injuries. And I am very nervous about this game, but we'll get to that. So, let's start with a recap of the game last week, Jeremy. I went into the game nervous. I think that I had texted multiple people that it was a lock for a nice minus three and a half. And I was wrong. Even though my DVOAs were right, I was wrong. But the Packers looked good their defense looked better but the one thing that 
we haven't talked about on this podcast, and I'm, it's a reason I'm glad you're on the podcast, Jeremy. Can you explain to people what the Packers' turnover is and why the turnover at the in the fourth quarter was so quintessential Packers' turnover? Because I, I don't know how. This is something that's been in our lexicon, in our zeitgeist, as our friend group in the last five years, and we've never brought it up on the podcast. So tell me about the Packers' turnover. I don't want to get too far into it just yet because the manifesto is still being written. It's still a work in progress. It's <laughs> it's just sort of a gut feeling thing that came about. I want to say it was born. It's always been around. I mean, we know this. This is a phenomenon that's been around for years, and it just so happens that somebody picked it up. I don't have an analogy for it. It's like whoever figured out that the sun makes 24-hour days you know it's just it's always been there somebody just finally picked up on it and I will gladly take the credit but I noticed it throughout my years of watching Packers Bears games and Packers Sunday night games and Monday night games and primetime games it's just a thing I noticed kept happening and I decided to just I didn't even think you don't have to think about how to name it it's just the Packer turnover TM I imagine (laughs) Some other teams maybe have their own versions of it, but I watch a lot of football. I watch a lot of Sunday afternoon football. I watch a lot of primetime football. I cannot say that with any sort of regularity, this happens to any other team in the league. So the Packers turnover, briefly, is a wildly ludicrous turnover that is incredibly timely, has nothing to do with the Packers doing anything to earn it, it just happens, falls into their lap, and it swings the game completely. And I've seen it too many times against my own team. I've seen it too many times against teams that thought were going to beat them. And I think it was probably born in the year 2010 with what we have also deemed as the bend and don't break defense that eventually <laughs> won the Super Bowl against who dare, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's where we are this week. Oh, that is a that is a big internet thing that's going on right now, Jeremy, is that the last time Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers played together, Super Bowl. Didn't actually know that until I hit Acme Packing Co. this morning. And of course, I always have my historical matchups pulled up. We can get to that later. But yeah, got them. We'll, we'll get we'll get to that in just a minute because the other thing that I want to address is uh, I want to hear your opinion on this, Jeremy. Aaron Rodgers. Very flirtatious. Aaron Rodgers is like a free man. It's like he knows he's in the first six months of his 12-month divorce because he knows that he's leaving, and now he's flirting with everyone. He's like, I am a wanted commodity, and I'm going to flirt over here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to flirt over here with the San Francisco 49ers. He's at the point now where he might flirt with the Lions, even though the Lions are not someone you ever want to flirt with. But that's what it feels like. Yeah, he's clearly saving his best games for the teams he's auditioning for. <laughs> like the Lions, he just, I don't think he wants to play for the Lions. He's like, I'm just going to make sure that you still know that I own you. Not coming to you, but I'm just going to make sure that you still know. The Saints, he would never play for Sean Payton. So why why show that he's any good? Don't don't even come to me as a suitor. Just leave me That's alone. That's right. That's right. The Steelers, uh-huh. uh, he, I've got a feeling he maybe doesn't like Mike Tomlin. I don't know why. It's based on nothing. I feel like maybe he doesn't. don't think he wants to play for the Steel City. Yeah, um, 
I don't know. People on the internet are just making a big deal out of it, and I I hate it because I feel like Aaron Rodgers is not only divorcing the Packers, he's divorcing me personally. Well, I have to speak to that too the entire Sunday night because I'm in a big group text with all of you guys, Packers fans. It's really annoying, i got to say. I wish I could mute it. I think there's an easy way to do it, and I just don't because I'm just addicted to looking at it anyway and being angry. I had a really bad Sunday. We're not going to go over what happened on, at noon, but it's just a typical <laughs> Sunday for me. Something really, really bad happens to a particular team that I like, and then literal greatness happens on primetime Sunday Night Football, and I have to go to bed and just an angry mess. <laughs> Uh, so I just cannot wait for him to not be on your team anymore. And I, did, I didn't want to say that to the, to, to the group because it's just that's just sour grapes on a happy Sunday night for everybody. But I just wanted to say I cannot wait because, oh, sorry, this is what it was going to be. This is what it was going to be. It was the Packers on their last 37 seconds had more yards, 47 or whatever, than a particular team had in the entire game earlier in the day. And I was going to say, yeah, well, in about 48 weeks, you're not going to have him on your team. Like that, Jeremy. Tell him. So, ooh, ooh, Jeremy. It's starting to get cold, but it's also starting to become frosty season. Did you see the handshake between Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan? Ooh, it was frosty. Real frosty. What do you think is going on there? I think... There's, I've heard a little bit about it, and I tend to agree with people. There's a little bit of resentment over Shanahan asking for Aaron Rodgers, if he could maybe trade for him. Who knows if that's true? I think there is just a big, big, hefty serving of competitiveness between these two guys that are clearly friends. It's like they're so close. They're like the Harbaugh brothers. The Harbaugh brothers hardly I, I didn't go back to watch the post Super Bowl handshake but I don't think they were very cool with each other after that and they've said they're not cool with each other after that like family dinners were rough after uh, that Super Bowl I think this is just hardcore competitiveness that you know the, the, the teacher got beat by the student he was they were not happy about it LaFleur was the winner and he didn't want any more part of that handshake than Shanahan did a Harborough handshake is wrestling after dinner on Thanksgiving yeah, you in know? front of their children. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, any anything else that the other things that I took away from the game is that while MVS is hurt, like I and I, I'd love to just be sarcastically like MVS is back. Um, he looks actually pretty good. Uh, that catch in the back of the end zone was not an easy catch. It wasn't like the hardest catch in the world, but it wasn't easy. The second thing that I have to say is there's no way on God's green earth that Devontae Adams should have been playing in that game after he got smacked in the head. I'm not here to t- talk about how, that it should have been a penalty. Like, Packers get plenty of calls. Like, the, I, my, I have a, a, a group of friends back home who call all referees in Packers games the Sheboygan crew. Like, Love the it. Packers, the Packers get a lot it. of calls. They get a lot of calls. I'm not, I'm not here to, like, complain about the call, but... I am here to complain about whoever the hell was in charge of concussion protocol because there's no way that man should have been back on the field after one play. I will speak for Bill since he's not here because he had the, the, the text of the night when he was back in the game. It was the protocol. What's one plus one? Purple. All right, get out there. <laughs> it's crazy. No, I'm just mad. I just can't stand it. How many more times do we have to see him get his shit rocked? 
and then just go right back into a game or the next week like nothing happened. Like, can we protect these players, please? Can we keep Devontae Adams out of football games that are important? I'm pretty it's, sick of it. Let's, we'll suspend my player, and he can play the next week. I'm, I'm at it. I know. I agree. Um, the other thing from that game, before we move on to the game preview, Eric Stokes looks pretty good. King of the slot. Moves, the, uh, moves the rookie to the outside. Yes. So Kevin King will hopefully be back this game. Um, I'm going to go the opposite here. All the Packers podcasts uh, I was listening to were all like, oh, my gosh, don't be happy that Kevin King is sick and couldn't play. I'm going to go I'm going to go exact opposite. Uh, I'm not going to be like super happy, but these people are all acting like Kevin King hasn't missed half the games he's ever been in with injury or sickness. Like these people they they don't it's like they for they have amnesia about the fact that Kevin King is a walking injury. Yeah, I that's my other favorite thing that popped up this week is that Again, you know, don't want to celebrate injuries. We never did celebrate injuries. We just noticed it. Before Kevin King was bad, there was always the on the injury report, Jamie. Every week. Yeah. Every week. Why is Kevin King on the injury report? What happened? He didn't get hurt in the game. What happened on Tuesday? What do you do after the game? What happened on Wednesday? He's got an ankle. Now he's got yep. an elbow. What happened to him? It's like he has the actual injury bug, like a true actual injury bug that just crawls around his body. And every day he wakes up and something else hurts. We, he's like the, the 2K or the Madden. Like, where's your, where's your past injuries? Like, what's your injury history? And everything's lit up, but it's just like barely off of green and it's yellow, but it's just everywhere in his body. <laughs> That's right. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Um. All right. Let's move on to the preview of the next game. Uh, they are at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they are the last I checked, six and a half point favorites. Um, I right. am, I am nervous about that. This is the perfect scenario. Here's, here's how I want to say it. Actually, I texted the group chat earlier this week after we were making fun of how bad Ben Roethlisberger was, and I was like, yeah, I'm actually nervous though. And Jeremy's response was, are you joking? Plus, it's at Lambeau. Not a chance. Just get out of here with that. that. Don't even talk to me about that. That is the perfect quintessential phrase for a letdown game. That is a letdown game right there. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. They're six and a half point favorites. Ben Roethlisberger is bad. And the Packers are going to go down to the wire against the Steelers, who are unspeakably bad on offense. I mean, watching Ben Roethlisberger trip over grass was delightful and sad at the same time. It was hilarious and, yes, very sad that our, our darling Big Ben is actually being attacked, like attacked by Father Time in the form of a blade of grass. Uh, but we did say all this stuff before the injuries sort of came out. Now yeah. you're missing one of your deep threats, which we can make fun of him. Yes, all we want. But he is pretty good at running in a straight line and at least getting open. Um, <laughs> and then TJ Watt looks like he's back too, which is also scary. And Elton Jenkins out. Probably yeah. out. Doubtful. Not yeah. great. No, not great. Um, this has underwritten all over it at the very least. Yeah. Uh... Uh, Aaron Jones is questionable. 
and AJ Dillon is questionable. And yeah, that just sounds like early year. Yeah. You know, whatever. Being careful. Like they're just being careful. But yeah, I think MBS being out is is kind of significant. Um, now, as Peter Bukowski always said, the Packers are better on offense without Devontae Adams. And so maybe we're even better on offense without MBS. I don't know. Very uh, interesting. Yeah. I so, that one. Yep. The other thing that came out, which is really weird and, and is really sucks, I had actually spent all week, believe it or not, being like, man, we are one week away from having Zadarius Smith back on the pass rush. And boom, back back surgery, out for an extended period of time. It's the second we, NFC North of them back surgery. It's tough it, out here. It is tough out here. So I don't know where they're going to go. If, if Preston Smith or Rashawn Gary gets hurt, like, they are in big trouble on the defensive line. They don't have anything else behind that. I don't know what the Steelers' offensive line looks like. From all accounts, it was really, really bad last year. Can't speak for it this year, but some of the articles out there were uh, briefly mentioning, you know what, this, this is the chance for the pass rush to get at Big Ben. Well, do you have a pass rush? Like, without, without Zadarius Smith, do you have one? Right, they were good. They were good last week. Like they were fine. They got some pressures. I think that had a lot to do with Kenny Clark. Like he's been playing like a madman. But yeah, like you said, from all accounts, from I don't understand offensive line talk. I don't, I don't get it. I, I the way I think about offensive line talk, I'm like, just keep the person in front of you for as long as you can. I don't know. Yeah, the you should just of be. It. You're either seeing them get absolutely destroyed and blown up on every play or there's too much nuance to it where it's somebody else has to tell me if this was good or not. That's right. Hey, is that Grace? Is she okay? Got a little bit of a cough, but doing all right. <laughs> Being very brave about it. <laughs> um, the But the other part of it is, yeah, I've heard the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line is bad. They, It sounds like they're bad. They are... Uh, but that... The scary part is, is I just feel like a Mike Tomlin team is never going to go worse than like eight, not eight and nine. You mean literally 500, which he's never gone below? Right. I don't think like, no, no matter how bad they are, they're going to show up and give you a game. Their defense is solid and I, it just scares me. I'm scared. I'm Even scared if of they're bad. Even yeah. if they're bad, they do feel like a team that just isn't afraid of anybody else and they're not going to roll over. They're not going to go into Lambeau Field of all places and be like, oh my god, it's spooky in here. What are we going to do? Right. Hopefully they don't succumb to the Packer turnover this week. Although I might not even dub anything that they do a Packer turnover because Ben Roethlisberger might just like collapse and die on the field and that wouldn't exactly be a Packer turnover. That's just expect. Right. Okay. I'm a primetime player. I came through when it counted and... Uh... Got my second TV. I got one for my living room now and one for my bedroom. So. Uh, all right, Jeremy, let's uh, let's talk about some matchups that you're looking for. Um, hold on, give me one second. Collapse and then transition at 1940. All right, Jeremy, let's talk about some matchups that you're looking towards. Uh, a couple of things we have going on like we had uh, alluded to already, but the last draft of Ted Thompson's career, he traded back, didn't draft TJ Watt, decided to go with Kevin King. 
And TJ Watt, I don't know if you know this, big Wisconsin guy. And so he might come into Lambeau with a little extra juice being a big Wisconsin guy, always dreaming of playing in Lambeau. And it makes me very, very nervous uh, that he plays uh, on the defensive line and we have an injured offensive line. I'm nervous that he might go for 15 sacks. Well, that's a fair, that's a fair worry because he is pretty freaking good by all accounts. They missed him for one week and they look inept on both sides of the ball. Um, what I really want to see is the new and improved Packers secondary versus the always good, never ever bad Steelers receiving core. How just this is brought up every year and it's fair because they do it. How are how do they get every good receiver ever? It's just yeah, like, we, I want good receivers. Yeah, can we talk about this? How is it that no matter who they draft, their wide receivers become good? And they have, like, just go through the list of wide receivers that they have had in Ben Roethlisberger's career. It is unmatched. No one else has drafted wide receivers as well as them. So let, let's, start, let's start with, like, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Uh, Antoine Randall, Randall Hell, Apple. the yep. multifaceted wonder through the uh, game-winning touchdown in Super Bowl 40. Right. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. You have Antonio Plexico Brown. Plexico Burris. Plexico Burris. You have now Chase Claypool. James Washington was like their fourth receiver last year. Right. It's I, crazy. There's so many, even there's... in the Antonio Brown era. Yeah, I can't remember. You know what? I'm going to filibuster here while you look up their wide receivers. Yeah, uh, go for it. Because the because well, after this, we're going to get to the historical matchups because that's something that Jeremy just loves. And the we are going to the secondary is going to be tested. And with Eric Stokes there, the secondary looked really good last week. Uh, Darnell Savage is flying at the ball. I am nervous. I think that the way that they're shooting on these slant routes, these middle crossers, I think that they're really uh, opening themselves up to a double move down the field. The question is, can Ben Roethlisberger throw it farther than 20 yards? I'm not 100% no. sure on that. And now Eric Stokes is going to be tested again. And if Kevin King plays and we have the king of the slot, it, it's going to be interesting to see if... Here's the thing. The weird, that's my Peter Bukowski. Here's the thing. The Pittsburgh Steelers offense, because Ben Roethlisberger is a walking skyscraper whose arm cannot push the ball more than 25 yards down the field, is designed for a bunch of short underneath routes, screens, throws behind the line of scrimmage. And that's what Joe Barry's defense is supposed to allow for. Joe Barry's defense is, let's not give up any deep plays. We'll let them do everything underneath, and eventually they'll make a mistake. Yeah, it is too deep, but, don't let anything behind you. But that, but the, it's not like the Steelers are going to try to get anything behind you. <laughs> so it is, I just, this matchup just, it just scares the hell out of me, Jeremy. It so, scares you. It's just not working. It's just not going to, it's just a matchup problem. Yeah, I do. Huh. So where are we at with the list? Do you have the list? 
I do. I have the Steelers uh, all-time leaders in receiving yards, and I can just kind of go down and see names that I recognize. Let's start from the very beginning that we never saw is Lynn Swan. They had Lynn Swan. <laughs> of all people, one of the greatest catches in Super Bowl history. I love that catch. Yes. One of the first things I saw as a wee lad. Uh, Antonio Brown, he's second on the list in receiving yards behind Heinz Ward. Would have probably beat that as a Steelers record if he wasn't the worst person in the world. Yep. Keith Miller, actually, tight end, fourth Whoa. on their receiving list. Whoa. Okay, let's just get some names. They have Plaxico, Mike Wallace. Can't forget the speed. I forgot Mike about Wallace. Mike Wallace. Yeah, I did. Okay. You do. Santonio Holmes. Yep. Le'Veon Bell, running back. Again, they just have running backs. Franco Harris, Jerome Bettis. You just you can't ever keep up with the people that they had. It's really not fair. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders drafted him. I Martavis Bryant was really good when he played for the Steelers and then wasn't when he left. Nate Washington. They just Deontay Johnson. Marcus Wheaton. This was these are the guys who you can't really remember because they were kind of just really good all together for a year or two. Yeah. But, that trio or even quadrant of like Martavis Bryant, Nate Washington, no, Nate Washington was 05 to 08, but it was like in main, I can't talk, Antonio Brown, uh, James Washington, and Martavis Bryant, and the, all those guys. How are they all on the same team? Marcus Wheaton, it's not fair. It's crazy. It's crazy. Jericho Cotchery. <laughs> oh, what a good name. Jericho Cotri. Oh my Love god. It. it just brings me back. I just can't believe the list of names that they have. And I didn't even say Antoine Randall L on this list because no, he's only or, good for them for yeah, or however long. No, he was at the top. I said him. Oh, I wasn't listening. Number 25 was Antoine Randall L. I missed him. Just great stuff. Do you really need two? I mean, can I have one? If you come over and watch some movies with me. All right, Jeremy, let's move on to uh, what you love to talk about. This is Jeremy's segment. It is one of his favorite segments in the entire world. It is let's take these teams that are playing today and let's talk about what happened the last time that they played and the time before that. Jeremy loves a good historical matchup. So, Jeremy, tell me about the historical matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's even better when you get an AFC-NFC crossover because there's so many less games. They play once every four years in the modern era. Don't know how many times back in the day, but we'll start with the fact that Aaron Rodgers hasn't actually played against the Steelers in the last 10 years, literally 10 years. I guess almost 11 because the last time the Packers won, was the Super Bowl. They won 31 to 25 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers <laughs> took advantage of Troy Palomalu's over-aggressive personality. One pump fake sealed the deal and the game was over. <laughs> and then what was the... that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, was, was that your was that your NFL? Um, this is my your, NFL films music. Yes, oh, my voice, so my good. NFL films voice. Yes, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of around the NFL, and the host is really funny. <laughs> and then the last two, so even sandwiched between the Super Bowl win 
the Packers are five, they're one in five in their last six matchups, and the only win has been the Super Bowl. The last two that were not played with Aaron Rodgers were lost 31 to 38 in 2013 and 28 to 31 in 2017. 2017 was a strange year for the NFC North. The Bears beat the AFC North in every single game. They weren't very good that year, and neither were the Packers. I think 2017 was a rough year. I think for Aaron Rodgers got hurt again, obviously, as he did not play this last year. So, hold on, real quick. The all-time matchup is only 34 games, 35 actually, 18 and 16. Packers lead the regular season matchup all time dating back to the year 1933 when it was the Pittsburgh Pirates. Whoa! And they are 1-0 in the postseason. Can you tell me, Mike, what that one game was? The Super Bowl! It was the Super Bowl, Jeremy. That was the worst Super Bowl entire life the entire it was like it was like the decision 2010 was a rough year the entire landscape of basketball changed and the entire history of my football watching life changed if the Bears made it to that Super Bowl I think they maybe could have won but then their starting quarterback didn't play the second half Aaron Rodgers wins one he gets Super Bowl championship confidence which I believe is a very real thing and that's all she wrote the Bears have been dog shit ever since and the Packers have been perennial contenders ever since Jeremy, I have, a, I have a question for you. Hit me. If Mike Tomlin was your personal trainer, how long do you think it would be before you quit? Oh, oh my God. I want to say a few months, but I'd probably give myself a few weeks. It wouldn't make it a month. <laughs> I, He'd call me back because it'd probably cost money, right? He'd probably call me back for the invoice starting the first of the month. I'd be like, nah. <laughs> I, I would be. <laughs> I can't. I would. The thing I would be like most nervous about is if I didn't give full effort for a single rep, and then I looked over and he had his mouth just like, like just so angry at me and his eyes sewn wide shut. open. Like just sewn, sewn shut. shut and his eyes are as big as can be. And just staring at me with his hands on his hips, I think I would shit my pants. <laughs> I'd be like, sir, I cannot continue. Speaking of being a little surly, I don't think it's talked about enough how uh, how fiery McFleur gets on the sidelines. I didn't I wasn't oh, aware of it. We need to talk about this. I'm gonna I let am... you roll because I was not aware of this. Jeremy, this dude drops the F bomb every third word he like, is an angry little man he, he definitely is, has like student syndrome especially playing against shanahan he is effing pissed the whole Jeremy, game i i think i might go on game pass today to try to like see if i can find this but i'm pretty sure that and i'm gonna bleep this out but i'm pretty sure that when the camera went on before the kickoff he was looking across the sidelines and he mouthed, and I know he wasn't mouthing, I know he was yelling at it. He said, let's go, f*** you, motherfucker." I'm pretty sure he said that while he was staring across the sidelines. That is awesome friendship rivalry, because they still like each other. There's no, like, bad blood between them. He's just like, I want to, I want to, hmm, I'm going to beat you. You have Game Pass, by the way, side note? Yeah, remember we talked about this. I didn't know that we, like, 
confirm. Oh, yeah. I want. We okay, I will absolutely use Game Pass. Yes, and so it is. It is how often he cusses. He should not be allowed on television. There are children watching this, and my man is. My man wakes up in the morning, sits up. He doesn't say good morning. His good morning is <laughs> you, and you understand yeah. that he means good morning. <laughs> You know? He has a bowl of f. He has a bowl of f bombs for breakfast. He does. It's the craziest thing in the entire world. I've never seen a man cuss as much as he does. He is a put the kids to bed type of primetime football. Yes, he is. I wonder if before the press conference, have you ever seen Demolition Man? No, want to. Haven't seen it. Okay, there's a scene in Demolition Man for the listeners who haven't seen it, where. When in Demolition Wesley Man. Wesley Snipes movie, right? It's Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. Oh, and yeah. so he pretty much freezes himself. He comes back into the future to take down Wesley Snipes, who also froze himself, whatever. But there is like a big brother sort of thing where whenever you cuss, you get fined. Like $5 every time you say the F word. And so Sylvester Stallone gets so sick of it, he just walks up to the machine and he's like, fuck you, you little bitch, fuck you. And he just keeps getting fined over and over and over again. And Jeremy, that's what I think that Matt LaFleur does before he walks into a press conference so that it doesn't slip while he's out there. Yeah, he's like he's like shadow boxing at like his mirror just like to get all the bad stuff out and then he's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a good boy. Like, like that was part of the hire, like, when he got hired, when they were interviewing, he was cussing so much that they were like, Matt, we really like your idea around offense. We really like your idea around constructing a team. But if you cuss this much, dude, we're going to have a real problem. And he we needs a hold that guy you. for his mouth. It's crazy. So, all right. I can just see him one more movie reference. It'd be like in Office Space. Just what the Lawrence guy says. He just They're about to hire him. You know, we really like with you, and I think we're going to hire you as head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Fucking A, man. There's <laughs> nothing better to say. Did you just listen to that question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. All right, Jeremy, let's, uh, let's do a preview of uh, or a prediction of the scores. Um, I don't really I need some time here so I want to hear what you think is going to happen uh, with the game um, and also I, I mean we usually end the pa- the Packers pregame podcast with the go pack from from Bill but I don't know what we're going to do here I'll figure something out don't worry but okay. I do since I do believe it's going to be a very under heavy weekend a very under like game the under over under is 45 and a half for this game so I'm thinking there's going to be like a, one of the worst numbers in final scores in football. I think there's going to be a 16 in there. It's going to be 21-16 Green Bay. No field goals. That's just ridiculous. 21-16 Green Bay. Packers cover. Under hits. Jeremy wins. I don't know what I'm going to do here, so I'm going to try to talk it out with you. I think it might be... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk it out. What do you, what's the weather going to be like? It does, just by looking out right now, we're in the Midwest here. I'm in Minnesota. Green Bay is a couple hours away, but I just assume that the weather's always the same. It's a little little rainy today. It's a little wet. I just think it's going to be maybe some overcast. Game's going to be at noon. Right now it's 3 o'clock. Game's going to be a little overcast on CBS. 
You see a little bit of rain. Maybe somebody slips. You're not going to have the deep threat with MVS. A couple sacks. You know, TJ Watt's back. Steelers line is bad. Ben can't move. I think it's just going to be a slog. So, Jeremy, a couple of the... Now, I have a new stat for you. A dot. Okay? Uh, I've been hearing a lot of the smart people use the A dot. So, I've been, I've been doing my research on some A dots. And don't worry, I know what A dot is. We're good. So here are a couple A dots for you, okay? With the Packers putting Zadarius Smith under the knife, A dot of minus 15. So that's big. Now it's a DVOA of plus three, but an A dot of minus 15. So a net A dot DVOA of minus 12. 15 is a lot of A dot. TJ Watt coming back, 9.8 plus A dot for the Steelers. Revenge game for TJ Watt for the Packers not drafting him. Plus 12, A dot, minus 3 DVOA, net 9, A dot, DVOA. Okay, carry the one. Yep. On top of that, you have a revenge game for Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin. A dot, plus 8, DVOA, plus 2, net A dot, DVOA, plus 10. These are all things that make me nervous. On top of that, Mike Tomlin does not go under 500, and I don't expect him to this year. They were embarrassed last week. Embarrassed. They're not going to, like, come out and get embarrassed again. I would be shocked. I would be surprised. And I think that the Packers... Bills. They did. and I So I think that the Packers do end up winning, but I think the final score is 21-20. to 20. Aaron Rodgers drives down again. Wins on a game-winning field goal from Macon Crosby, and the Packers go on their way. My alternative line, actually, you know what I was going to do? I already ruined it with my prediction, but I think the thing I'm going to lean into every week because I'm just sick of homering for this team, I have to pick a final score for the other team to win every single week. I, I can make the case that the other team could win every week. I just do have it. To, for do my it. own mental health, I have to. Do it. Walk me through it. Well, right now, the Steelers are 1-2. and two. You brought it up. He doesn't go under 500. There's a get-right game. Uh, it's just going to be all-out, unleash hell from T.J. Watt. Playing in the home state, like you said. Playing in Lambeau Field doesn't get a lot of opportunities. Maybe never play in Lambeau Field. Maybe we could fact-check that. It's just hell for Aaron Rodgers. Just like in the... Just like in the Saints game, he had no time, not the nut shot. Maybe the sun was a factor. Bill doesn't seem to think so. Sun might well, be a factor. I don't, I don't want to hear anything from Bill right now. In fact, I'm going to call him to see if I can get a go pack go. So, so continue. Okay. Um, it's just going to be bad. No running game. I think the Steelers maybe get Najee Harris going because those Packers don't have a great D-line other than uh, Kenneth Clark. And like I said, it's just going to be a slog. A couple field goals here and there. Maybe a turnover of their own after... Stop! 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 I accidentally muted you. Hold on, Jeremy. I meant to mute myself. Unmute yourself. Okay, we're good. Hey, Bill, one second. Hey, if I call you back in like three minutes, can I get a go pack for the podcast? All right, I'll call you back. All right, continue, Jeremy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off like that. I'll just kind of go from... Depends on where I was cut off from. I'll just say the TJ. I'll start from TJ Watt. It's going to be a real slog. TJ Watt playing in Lambeau, home field. For him, going back to Wisconsin, probably never played in Lambeau field. Maybe we can fact check that afterwards. Um, 
going to be just sacks, sacks, and sacks. You said you said five thousand. I'm going to maybe go with three. Three <laughs> might be more doable. Maybe the Steelers finally get the running game going. They drafted Najee Harris in the first round, maybe for a reason. Not sure, but he seems to be okay. Bama running backs. I'm always in on them. And it could just be a ground torture with maybe somebody like what's his name, Chase Claypool, just high pointing and out muscling the king of the slot for a touchdown so i will go again in a slog the steelers 23 because they seem like field goal team 23 to 17 rogers doesn't get it done all right those are our score predictions uh we have uh be on the lookout for the packers pre-game post-game podcast go follow us on Twitter, at Packers Pregame. And Jeremy, anything else you want to mention about following you on Twitter or where people can find us? Um, nothing really for me. I believe my thing is in the old Packers Pregame podcast bio. I'm right. in there. I'm in there. I just I tweet sad things about the Bears on Sunday, and then I give up at halftime because there's nothing really else to say. I mean, you watch it. And then yep. we just we just flood the Mike floods the Packers pregame pod feed on Sundays. Usually, I notice it dies off at about halftime because I think you use a lot of energy in the first half. I do use a lot and then of you energy start to in get the first focused half. on the second half. So you know, yes. keep an eye out for first half tweets, and then you can focus on the game. Yes, yes. All right, and look at this. We got Bill on the line to send us out. Bill, send us out. Go pack, go Packers. Gonna roll. Ben Roethlisberger sucks. Anything else? Uh, you want a final score prediction? Yeah, final score prediction. Packers 35, Vikings, or sorry, Vikings, Steelers uh, 10. <laughs> That's still the under. <laughs> That's technically still the under. Oh, I win. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right. Um, we will see you guys next week.